And welcome to the Friday, February 23rd, 2007 edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I should say the free audio companion. It's a deal. <laughs> you, oh, get, yes. you get what you pay for it each and every week. <laughs> I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the Relevant Editorial Crew, Editorial Director Kara Davis. Hello. Managing Editor Adam Smith. Hi, everybody. And web content producer, Jesse Carey. Greetings, all. If you are an average listener or have been listening for the last uh, month or so, you'll notice that this is the third podcast in one week. <laughs> now, if, when you say average listener, do you mean in intelligence or uh, in like physique or what? Well, I think no, frequency. I think frequency okay. because what, I, what I'm referring to is the fact that we got wind that some of the absolute diehard listeners were actually able to download the um, February 9th podcast for the brief one-hour mm. window that it went up that night. So if you're not a diehard listener, if you're an average listener, you didn't get it that sure. day. You had to gotcha. wait till like the 18th. So if you're an average listener, this is the third one in one week. And and for everybody who's written in and said, hey, you guys should do you know more podcasts. How about two or three times a week? How about every day? Um, let this be a lesson to you that it's not a good idea. Yeah, there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. This uh, Today's podcast uh, is, is going to be fun because Don Miller is in the studio with us. He stopped by earlier this week, and we were able to have an amazing conversation with him. Uh, I think it was about an hour long, so it will be definitely divvied up into multiple segments. We'll probably have uh, at least two, if not three segments. Yeah. And each of them will have a cliffhanger ending. <laughs> <laughs> It'll end with like, you know, someone comes in like, look out, Don, look out behind you. And then it's like, next week on podcast. <laughs> I, say on we just, podcast. <laughs> I say we just end it right in the middle of a provocative sentence. <laughs> well, actually, I think what God meant by that was... <laughs> hey, our next week we're going to have yeah. what Don says, what God thought about that. If well, you come back next week, I'll tell you what God said about you. <laughs> well, my position on gay marriage is, and then you <laughs> tune in next week. <laughs> and then, then like the cliffhanger is you peeling off in a Dodge Charger around Dead Man's Curve. <laughs> See you later, Pops. <laughs> Freeze frame. <laughs> um, okay, so, so that's coming up. What's going to be hard in the post-editing aspect of this is that Last week's, I should say two days ago's, question of the week was about your favorite hybrid animals. Indeed. So we talked to Don for about an hour, and then at the very end of it, we posed him that very question. So we may have to pull that up into today's segment and then let him do real real stuff in future weeks. Yeah, because his response is not to be missed. It's not to be missed. Yeah. It's, uh, shall we say, provocative. It yeah. is. It, <laughs> and a little disturbing. <laughs> I was surprised. I, 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 I was And let's just say, uh, we're glad that there's no FCC oversight to right. our podcast. <laughs> I thought it was great. I'm I glad it was that, honest. I'm glad that he's a real dude. You know, just, he's a goofball like the rest of us. It is true. Before we started recording with Don, uh, he was walking in the studio and, and Adam was asking me, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him the animal question. And I, and, I, and I said to Adam, I said, if 
it goes there okay you know last year it didn't go there last year it was thoughtful and interesting i said if it goes there okay and as i'm saying that don walks in he goes if what goes where yeah that's well we have this question so then we had to ask yeah you have to and and i feel like if if that situation hadn't played out like it did like him walking in as you were explaining to adam the scenario that had to happen it wouldn't have happened it wouldn't have happened it was very deep and provocative yeah and there was not even close to an entry point for that question there was no segue it it. was this is the end of the interview and now adam you can ask your stupid question (laughs) (laughs) i was like i was like a kid in a candy store and don went there in a major way yes Yes, he did he brought it he did. And probably we because of Don's answer, we will start to have to have FCC oversight to our podcast. <laughs> we'll be proactively contacted by the FCC. <laughs> yeah. Like we know you're in a forum that we actually don't have jurisdiction over, but we're gonna go ahead and start overseeing your podcasts. <laughs> All right. So that's coming up later in the podcast, not that we built it up or anything. Okay, and entertainment releases. Coming out in the theaters today we have some movies of note. Uh, the number 23, starring Jim Carrey, a psychological thriller. <laughs> That's sure to be hilarious. I mean, he does all kinds of kooky <laughs> See, voices. I was, telling, uh, I was talking to Matt about this. The other day I was watching the Today Show, and you know how they do all these goofy segments. One of them was how to buy jeans for men. Like, And so they took Matt Lauer shopping for designer jeans, and they came back into the studio, and they brought out model by model about different washes and cuts of jeans. Well, I guess Jim Carrey was already in the studio to to preparing for an interview about the number 23. And you can tell, like, Matt Lauer's face gets a little weird because Jim Carrey walks out in a pair of diesel jeans and acts like he's one of the models and gets in line <laughs> with him. And he's, like, doing all these, like, Zoolander moves. And also, as I was watching that, I was like, okay, here's, he's, he's here hawking the movie number 23, which is, like, this scary movie. And I am laughing out loud <laughs> watching him. But there's no way I'm going to be able to watch Jim Carrey's this movie. talent. That's his talent. I mean, you saw Eternal Sunshine, The Spotless Mind. I wouldn't call it a laugh riot, but he was great in it. But he yeah. had that cl- endearing clumsiness that made him yeah, funny sure. in that movie. There you go with your blurbs again. The endearing, endearing clumsiness. clumsiness. That's actually a good band name. Endearing <laughs> clumsiness, yeah. My, my one issue with this movie is that that's Jordan's old number. I just don't feel right about vilifying it. But that's part of, part of the conspiracy. Yeah. Jordan's in on it? Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. Wow. And LeBron James. Ooh, man. The yeah. plot thickens. It's deep. Um, speaking of uh, basketball, I felt, I'm just going to, I know it's late, but I, I just have to say I feel Dwight Howard is robbed at the slam dunk competition. No doubt about it. So I'm going to leave that and move on. Uh, also coming out in theaters, Reno 911 Miami. Oh, I'm excited <laughs> for this one. Yeah, it actually looks pretty Oh, funny. my gosh. Have you ever watched a show? Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Probably will need some FCC oversight. Yes, <laughs> quite certainly. Uh, Have you ever watched the uncensored just on DVD? No. It almost makes it not funny because when they it's more bleep, funny when they bleep stuff. Yeah, out. when they bleep stuff out, it's actually more funny yeah. than when they're just letting it fly. Yeah. So oh, that's too bad. Um, the astronaut farmer starring Billy Bob Thornton. Good band name. <laughs> the astronaut farmer. No, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> or starring Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Both. Yeah. I. I know this is wholesome and everything, but but he builds a rocket ship. I mean, yeah, it, awesome. there's something intriguing about it to me that I. Bless you. It's not like a movie I'm excited about, okay, but I wouldn't mind but seeing. But the fact that they put in the trailers the the committee going, "How do we know you're not building weapons of mass destruction?" 
Because you wouldn't be able to find it. I, I thought that was kind of fun. Oh, come on. Yeah, it, was, it was worth a grand. It's wholesome. It was a cheap joke, but it was worth a grand. All right. Does anyone remember the movie from the 1980s, The Explorers, where the kids built the spaceship out of an old carnival ride and some trash cans and an old computer, and oh. they went out and found these? <laughs> oh, my gosh. How old was, are you? <laughs> 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 you are different generation. You yeah. ought to remember this. <laughs> you, I can understand Jesse not remembering. Maybe it. it was this very brief window where I was too old for it, and he was too young for no, it. No, it was right in the same category in time as Last Starfighter. But never I thought that yeah. you never saw the Last Starfighter. Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator was awesome. Last Starfighter and the Explorers. <laughs> I know. I've always way wanted to cooler. Like that. Yeah. Is that um, Johnny Five Alive? That was Short Circuit. Different one. Short, short Circuit. circuit. <laughs> See, I was a big fan of Short Circuit. I was circuit. a huge that fan was of Short Circuit. I like all that robot the... movies. I tried to build my own. <laughs> Dado was my favorite Star Trek character. Yeah, he's, he's pretty an awesome. He's an android, though. So. Mm-hmm. So, oh, speaking of the weapons of mass destruction, it reminded me. Uh, at the All-Star game, <laughs> Shaq played. You know, he was voted in uh-huh. as a starter. He yeah. was awful. Horrible. Okay, okay. <laughs> he said this quote in the media. He said, he goes, I'm like President Bush. You may not like me. You may not respect me. But you voted me in. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Shaq. See, I loved it. Yeah, here's the thing. He's always good for a soundbite. Yeah. yeah. And did you see him breakdancing? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, Shaq, he's almost worth having there just for the you know the color commentary and just the funny Comic stuff relief. he's going to do. Am I the only one that can't wait for him to retire to become a Seriously. commentator? Yeah, he, he's not. He's, he's not going to be a commentator. He's going to be sheriff. He's going to be a sheriff in Orange County, Florida. I know that's what he's saying, but you don't think that he'll at least have I would still a little love to segment see on ESPN. Can you imagine or, he and Barkley on the same team? Oh, man. That would be amazing. No, Barkley's not gonna, though. Barkley's ending his commentating career. That's unfortunate, Why? too. Because he wants to get involved, actually, in the front office of, of one of the teams, like mm-hmm. a GM or something. Yeah. Didn't he run for office at one point, too? He had talked about, and is still talking about possibly running for governor of Alabama. He originally was talking about running as a Republican, but now he's running as an independent because, quote, the Republicans are crazy. <laughs> I don't know who wouldn't vote for Charles Barkley. That's I would. I'd vote I would, for move there. Yeah, seriously. Presidency to just vote to vote for Barkley. Yeah, I, I would Barkley. Too. Yeah. I was actually watching ESPN Classic a few days ago, and they had an old 76ers game on. And man, I was a huge Barkley fan back in the back when I was younger, back in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you don't remember the Explorers. <laughs> All right. You may have taken your kids to it. I don't know. <laughs> also coming out in theaters, Amazing Grace, starring a guy whose first name is spelled I-O-A-N. Yoan. Oh, there you go. See, I thought it was Lone with a typo. It's Yoan. Okay. <laughs> Yoan Griffith. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and we had an interview with him in 850 this yeah. last Monday. Mm-hmm. And you may recognize him. He is Mr. Fantastic in the last Fantastic Four movie and the upcoming Rise of the Silver Surfer. The- I thought you were just making a commentary on his character. <laughs> I'm sure he's a fantastic guy. He is guy Mr. Too. Fantastic. It's, it's actually a movie set in 18th century England. It's the uh, true story of William Wilberforce. Yeah, and yeah. It, there's actually a campaign. Uh, what's it called? The Amazing movie? Change campaign. The Amazing Change, and they're they're partnering with uh, even David Batstone's organization, Not huh. for Sale, and lots of different organizations, basically plugging people who are interested in the global slave trade today with organizations that can get them involved in yeah, ways to for, stop it. For those of you not aware, William Wilberforce was a member of Parliament, and he. Uh, spearheaded the abolition campaign in like the 17 right yeah and he loved jesus he did yeah 
Uh, albums coming out in stores on Tuesday. We have a few of them here. Dr. Dog with We All Belong. Winter Pills with The Light Divides. Trinity 5-7. No way. Trinity 5-7 was a gospel group back like when we were in Nashville. Yes. I didn't know they're still around. Look at that. Trinity 5-7 with T-5-7 on Gospel Centric. And the Kaiser Chiefs with Yours Truly Angry Mob Deluxe Edition. Last week, since we skipped it, uh, there's there's several albums of note that we wanted to uh, make sure you knew were out. Explosions in the Sky with All of a Sudden I Miss Everyone. Beck with The Information. It's an expanded CD. Bernard with A View from Beyond the Cave, or A View Beyond the Cave. Interestingly enough, Bernard, no longer around. Yeah, yeah. posthumous release. Which, But they're not dead. They're not Is dead. Is this the best out? But the band's dead. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if it's their only album, it is, their best <laughs> it is kind of the best. It's not their only album. I thought this was. Did they have a self-titled before this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. on iTunes. Great also. band, though. Really great band. Good guys. Too. Great guys. Mm-hmm. I would. They, they I'd venture to say, great guys. They yeah. played here. They right? did indeed. Yeah. It and made if, me very sad when they broke up. If you go over to the music downloads page at relevantmagazine.com, you can download uh, the live performances by Bernard. It was actually really, really cool. Uh, also coming out, the showdown with Temptation Come My Way on Mono vs. Stereo, and Berlin with Cities, and Cool Hand Luke with the Balancing Act. See a ton of great albums coming out, yeah, or certainly. came out last week. And Berlin, uh, their album came out last this last Tuesday, a few days ago. And um, there's a, a really cool independent record store called Park Ave CDs here in Orlando, and they uh, uh, they played at 10:30 on Monday night played all the way up until midnight on Tuesday and then released right, the album. CD release. And it was, Pat, my brother was there, said it was completely packed and there were about 100 people outside, him included, and they couldn't get in to see it. Yeah, well, they're, well, they're local and they have a huge following. Huge following. Yeah, and they uh, they played a MySpace secret show last night here in town and it was packed out. Within half an hour of doors opening, it was packed out. That's great. Yeah, the great guys. And if you don't know, Anne Berlin is on the cover of the new music issue, which is uh, coming out uh, March 1st um, is the the March-April issue is the new music issue every year. And this year, Anne Berlin is uh, gracing the cover. Yep. So that's a little little sneak peek for you podcast listeners. We, uh, we'll go through the issue in more depth next week. That's a little teaser. Yeah, yeah. no one else knows this. No Don't tell else. anyone. Well, the printer knows. Yeah, they probably do. We know, and the printer knows. And Anne Berlin knows. Anne Berlin does know. <laughs> We've been keeping them in the dark. <laughs> We just followed them around for a week. They didn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> well, we spied. A lot of them are paparazzi shots. They're kind of <laughs> they're kind of grainy. It's of Stephen Christian in a bathing suit. Shots. Yeah. All right. So uh, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, slices. You're listening to the Blood Brothers with Set Fire to the Face on Fire. I like that song. That <laughs> seems kind of uh, redundant, you know? It's like the face is already on fire. Yeah, but... Set more fire set to it? Set more fire to it. Why not? Hey, if you're barbecuing, you got to douse it sometimes. That's true. Um, Squirt some lighter fluid on that face. It's playing right now over at Relevant TV. Relevant.tv. www.relevant.tv. 
You can go check it out. Dot biz. Dot <laughs> myrelevanttv.info. <laughs> <laughs> actually dot gov. Yeah, a common mistake is people forget the HTTP colon slash slash. Um, <laughs> I've done it many times. <laughs> if you don't put that, you're in trouble. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard our featured video of the week over at the old RTV, and it's uh, Me Without You with Nice and Blue Part 2. I like how all of that rhymed. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great song, by the way. And that's a great band. Such great a band. cool band. The The video is cool. It's not what you'd expect. They're basically in sweatsuits running around. Until the end, <laughs> when they shave their body hair in Speedos and go synchronize swimming. <laughs> wow. I love it. It's very true. I don't mean to give a little spoiler, but it doesn't take long to see where these sweatsuits yeah. are going. And the weird thing off. about it is, yeah. this wasn't a concept. This was just one of those videos where they fall, follow them around. Take it was like spying. We filmed it. We were doing <laughs> right. an interview. We were. They didn't know that just, we were doing interview we were just following around mm-hmm. like we do with the telephoto Android. lenses and whatnot yeah and it's very clear that in the video they're actually shaving real body hair <laughs> really <Yeah>. yes <laughs> <laughs> wow i thought i watched the whole thing i i i don't recall the graphic description that you just gave though. well it's there because i watched it this morning <laughs> <laughs> well if they're gonna synchronize swim what else are they gonna do? yeah you need to get rid of that body hair well i don't know synchronize you'd have to competitive swimming you do well, still, the, the you want to be, yeah. you know, you don't want to have drag. Yeah, you got synchronized. You got one guy with body hair in there. It's going to throw everyone's <laughs> Yeah, that's true, because if you go left, it'll kind of take a few mm-hmm. seconds to swish in the mm-hmm. water behind them. So visually, <laughs> I don't know how hairy they are, but. Yeah, and, and yeah just the hair's think, not like nine inches well, long. Well, everyone like has fur. a different amount. <laughs> everyone has a different amount. So if you're going to be synchronized swimmers, you want to equalize everything. That's true. So instead of having different amounts of body hair, just all have none. Well, why didn't they shave their heads like Brittany? Spears. <laughs> okay, with slices, here's Kara Davis. Heather Mills McCartney mm-hmm. is the next to uh, star on Dancing with the Stars starting next month. Some of you know she uh, has an artificial limb, like her leg. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was, wasn't it? She lost it in an accident like 14 years ago. Was it a landmine? No. Um, oh. A police riding? motorcycle, actually. But, I mean, she... She skis and, I mean, you know, with artificial limb and going to ride a bike and all those things. So, I think she's maybe trying to draw awareness yeah. to that or something. Yeah, but she's up to the challenge. Oh, but the, How are uh, the judges going to do this? I mean, do they give her pity points yeah. if she's not as good? Or are they going to judge her like... They can't judge her like somebody who has all of her well, limbs. Well, I think she would want to be judged that way. Well, then she'll be out on the first show. I mean, they, she won't have as much mobility as somebody with all of their limbs. I mean... Well, even like her spokesperson said, she might be a sentimental favorite. I know. See, the show. right there. Pity points. Um, they're pairing her with Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, oh gosh. No. Well, she's out. It, of yeah, she's, yeah, she's out. And it's it's no fault of hers. <laughs> she could be the best dancer right. in the world. And you get put with Billy Ray Cyrus. So wait, and that pair, is it's she the professional you. dancer or is she the celebrity who can't dance? I can't tell. Which one is she? Hmm. Because normally it's a trained professional dancer with right, a celebrity. With a celebrity. Right, that or is a, strange. A G list celebrity. Yeah. Hmm. That's weird. I'm willing to bet that she is a phenomenal dancer. I mean, she's a phenomenal athlete from all accounts. So I, I'm willing to it, bet. That why would she be paired with another celebrity? I don't know. It, this story says she will appear alongside country singer Billy Ray Cyrus. Yada, yada, yada. Other- well, maybe he's the only other confirmed celebrity. Well, yeah. then they say other contestants will include, and they mention three or four or five other people, but well, it's strange that they would mention him separately from those other ones, but maybe it's just poor 
writing. Right. Who do we well, have? Who else do we have on the, on just, the lineup? I'm just going to say that probably the writer isn't like a high end journalist if they're stuck covering <laughs> celebrity this. Celebrity buzz. <laughs> you yeah. you uh, got the uh, amputee celebrity beat. Oh, oh man! man. Oh, this wow. is awful. <laughs> See, I thought she. Was, I thought she was campaigning against landmines. Her and Paul. I think she might have been. That's why I must have been confused. Wait, she uh, was yeah, she did against, campaign against landmines, but and that's uh, when it happened. No, 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 no. no. Oh. I, that would have been awful. <laughs> Her loss of a limb has nothing to do with landmines, but yeah. she campaigned against landmines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some of the other contestants are Muhammad Ali's daughter, um, Joey Fatone, Vincent Pastore, who played um, Salvatore in The Sopranos, mm. uh, Ian Ziering, who was Steve Sanders in Beverly Hills 90210, <laughs> 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 a speed skating champion, Apollo Anton Ono. Oh, yeah. And He's cool. basketball legend Clyde Drexler. Oh, oh the Clyde. Glide. The Glide. I, he is the Glide. He's yeah. probably pretty smooth. I really feel like, you know, speaking of the FCC, they should step in and force that show to put quotation marks around stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the Miami-based pastor who, well, I say pastor very loosely, I'll say religious leader, who originally claimed that he was Christ incarnate, and he has thousands of followers in Miami. He's in, he's on these international television shows that he owns, uh, a bunch of different radio shows. Are, um, you, are you referring to Paul Crouch? <laughs> no, I'm, refor- oh. I'm, I'm referring wow. to Jose Luis de, Jesu- de Jesus Miranda. <laughs> de Jesus. When you say de Jesus, it makes me well, think of the big go. Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter to de Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm assuming it's de Jesus. Um, but he recently now said that he, he, he's gone through cycles in his career. And at first he said that, He's a prophet, and then he said he was Paul reincarnate. Then he said he was Christ reincarnate. Well, now he says that he is the Antichrist. And he went and got 666 tattooed on his arm, and about 30 to 40 of his followers went to local Miami tattoo parlors to get the same 666 tattoo. And this guy, um, it's not just like some, you know, garage, you know, or little storefront movement. He has... A huge amount of followers, which is kind of creepy. Um, he drives BMWs, and he has a whole fleet of Lex- armored Lexuses and uh, Rolexes. Would that be Lexi? Yeah, <laughs> a whole fleet of Lexi. Um, armored Lexi. Yeah, armored Lexi at that. Um, so it's pretty scary. If you go to his website, uh, I think his church is called Growing in Grace, and it's a crazy website. And you know, I, it makes a lot of sense the name because if you're growing in grace, it makes sense that you would need armored vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> and he he distorts the Bible um, in a, in, a, in a lot of different ways. Um, and he says that a lot of people will say, well, the Bible, which he claims to believe the Bible, but his own distorted version, and he, the way he proves that he's not a false prophet is he says that there will be many false prophets that come performing signs and wonders. He's like, well, I don't perform signs and wonders, so that must mean I'm not one of those false prophets. Um, that, there's n- no way to argue with that logic. <laughs> um, okay, so they haven't updated their website because it's, it's CE... G English.com, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, it's a large, large picture of him in a presidential pose. Mm-hmm. And it says, and now, and now, 
the man Jesus or the man Christ Jesus, Dr. Jose Luis de Jesus Miranda, is coming to the USA. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has arrived in America. So apparently they haven't updated their website to say, no, actually, it's the opposite of this. (laughs) Well, he says that people are worshiping the wrong Jesus, that Jesus before the crucifixion wasn't the same Jesus. So that's why he calls himself the Antichrist. Um, And a lot of people say, uh, obviously a lot of critics say he's some sort of egomaniac cult leader and that people, and that he's doing things like getting the 666 tattooed on him just to see how many people will follow him to do it. And there's been quite a number. And apparently, uh, you know, he brings in hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and is given lavish gifts uh, all the time. So it's kind of scary. Fox News, CBS News, NBC, CNN. He has clips of... Now the relevant podcast. Maybe we'll get a link on his website there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on a brighter note, as far as uh, church goes, there's a... A report today talking about how megachurches actually are very good at race relations, despite a lot of uh, the criticisms of megachurches. They say that, on a whole, megachurches are significantly better than other congregations at holding together multiracial, multiethnic congregations. Um, And they found up that minorities make up 20% or more of worshipers in about a third of the nation's 1,200 megachurches. So, you know, megachurches sometimes get a lot of flack, but it looks like there's a, you know, there's an upside to it in that it tends to be better at uh, bringing people from different ethnic backgrounds to, uh, together to worship. That's cool. Um, another story that was, is kind of on the radar is the Gambian uh, president has made a claim that he has found a cure for AIDS that is 100% effective. And it's basically um, some sort of herb that he has. He's not given details about the herb, but then some sort of bitter yellow drink that is followed by two bananas. Tang. And he's claiming that this is the cure for AIDS that he has found. And obviously, the World Health Organization and a lot of people who are working to prevent AIDS say this is an incredibly dangerous claim, because especially for people who uh, already have misinformation about AIDS, that this could lead them, you know, just down a lot of paths that they don't even want to have to go down as far as reinforming the public about the dangers of AIDS. Um, but this also, um, the Iranian government made the claim recently that they have found the cure for AIDS as well. A secret herbal cure that only they know. Followed by a bitter yellow drink. <laughs> yeah, and a the, bird smoothie. Yeah, <laughs> the, theirs had no, I don't think theirs had the drink and the two bananas. But The two bananas is the part that I find the most interesting. <laughs> I kind of think that maybe that's tacked on at the end because it's like, well, potassium's good for you. Yeah. This doesn't really play into the herbal thing. Thinking, man, the, our exports are going to go up really high. Yeah, it's just bananas are good. All right, well, on that note, we'll wrap up Slices, because there's a lot ahead in this podcast. Uh, up after the break will be Don Miller, and then we will splice in uh, Don Miller's answer to the editorial question of the week. And then after that, we will hear your answers to the editorial question of the week. Stay tuned.
We have Donald Miller in the studio with us today, who most of you know and need no introduction. But he's the author of Blue Like Jazz, Searching for God Knows What, To Own a Dragon Through Painted Deserts, and is working on a new book that we'll talk with him about today. Comes from Portland, Oregon, and he's in town for a conference. So thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So the new book you're working on, it's called A Map of Eden. And how, how far along are you? I mean, how soon is this releasing? <laughs> so is it, I want to preface anything we talk about and set people's expectations if it's going to yeah. be a year away or more. It's a long way away. Long way away. I've worked on it for a year. Right. And uh, I've, I've started the rewriting process. And the rewriting process has been, uh, well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm about 70 hours into the first chapter. <laughs> and I'm about to throw it away and start over again. It'll be the fourth time okay so that said can mm-hmm. you tell our listeners what it is this epic book is that's taking this so epic long book, it may only be about two thousand words if, I, if that <laughs> might not be epic it's uh there's a guy named adam bybee who is a performance artist his wife is named kate and she's a painter and they uh had a son named dagner now adam was 27 kate was 24 dagner was 33 when they adopted him but mentally he he was a nine-year-old, and they lost him. He died in the mountains in New Mexico. And it's their story. I mean, it's the story of them adopting him and the impact that he had on the lives of the people who knew him. And, and um, yeah, I mean, and there's a lot more than that. But it's, uh, it's, it's been, you know, difficult to capture... You can't do that lightly, you know, and so it's been difficult to capture that, but I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to keep working on it. We heard you speak um, relatively recently at, at a church here, and you kind of described one of the, the stories in the book. Um, I guess it's about Adam, who's the performance artist, right. um, and when he snuck into a press conference, um, I believe it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, there was a school called, uh, I think it was Bonaire Elementary in Pittsburgh, uh, and uh, it's in a poor district, so forgive me if you're listening in Pittsburgh, and that's not the the <laughs> area, but uh, there was a, a playground that needed a fence around it. Um, the fence was never built. Little girl got hit by a car. She wasn't killed. She was uh, she was okay, but that sort of motivated Adam to do something. That that's kind of Adam's big thing is you can do just do something. I mean, just make it happen if change needs to be made. And uh, so he tried to organize the community to build a fence. Had a lot of trouble doing that. And so he and Dagner snuck into a press conference. They literally put on suits, had clipboards, stuck in, snuck into the press conference of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This was two and a half years ago. And uh, they each had Mr. Wiggles microphones. <laughs> and during the press conference... That's what um, we use here for the podcast. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam asked if... Uh, Adam asked Bill Cower if, if he thought that a fence should be built at Bonaire Elementary. Cower said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And both of the guys standing on their chairs holding out Mr. Wiggles' microphones. <laughs> and Adam says, uh, you know, th- this is clearly a, a, a safety issue. And, you know, he, he makes his big, you know, he does his grandstand in front of the cameras. The um, Cower, you know, kind of laughingly dismisses him. And then the, the security guards pulled them out of the room. And while they're pulling them out of the room, uh, Adam has the microphone 
flailing over his shoulder and he's shouting the Steelers are softies on safety <laughs> <laughs> so the Steelers actually ended up thinking it was funny and paid for the fence and, oh that's uh, cool nice. so that's a nice so, ending so when you say performance artist it's, it's out of the box performance then. yeah I mean performance artist you know brings up images of bohemians with father issues you know but he he wasn't one of those uh he just believed that you could do something and he also he he also believed that um that people when when they hear statistics uh they're not motivated the statistics aren't meaningful and so you know um and so he wanted to put sort of whole he wanted to put a whole picture together regarding an issue so that people could think about it to stimulate thought so uh before um katrina hit new orleans he took a uh they had sort of an earth day thing that, that he was a part of a bunch of organizations were doing it but they took one of the smokestacks uh, one of the refineries and they took um whatever they used to create billboards and wrapped the smokestack so it looked like a giant cigarette going up <laughs> into the sky which changed to change the whole neighborhood. I mean, yeah. they're going, this guy smoking a cigarette over there yeah. that's, you know, 200 feet high. So, you know, he, he would do stuff like that. He, one, of his, one of the favorite things, that, my favorite thing I think that he did, there was a school in, I mean, there was a church in Texas that was, you know, kind of a, a very conservative church, moralistic churches, as churches should be. But this church um, had problems with the Hooters that was moving into the neighborhood. And... It got out of hand, and the pastor knew that his church was getting out of hand in terms of the elders were getting really angry, and it became a war. You know, it became an ego thing for the church, and it it hit its climax when um, the actual members of the elder team were in the parking lot with digital cameras and started a website to take pictures of people going into Hooters as though, you know, yeah. everybody That's in Dallas would go and, yeah, 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 you went to yeah. Hooters. And um, so the pastor calls Adam. And says, man, what do you think about this? They knew each other through a mutual friend. And I know you kind of, you know, what should I do? So Adam says, you know, do you want me to handle it? And he goes, okay, (laughs) handle it. Adam goes to Dallas. He was living in Houston at the time. He goes to Dallas. He buys a billboard. And he goes to, um, he rents a billboard for a month. He goes to the Hooters and he challenges the, the Hooters to raise as much money as they can in one month to build wells in Africa. About 3500 bucks builds a well. And then he went to the church, and he said, I challenged that Hooters to build wells in Africa to raise money. Now, you guys, you need to compete with them, because I'm going to put the results on the billboard every day of who's winning. And all of a sudden, you know, it changes everything yeah. at that point, because now both of them are actually focused on an issue that really does matter yeah. and is very important, is more important than the other issue. And the Hooters won, and the church shut up. Wow. <laughs> so you know it was this sort of like hey you know pull the log out of your own eye mm-hmm. kind yeah. of a thing and and you know it was a, it was a beautiful deal it, it redeemed i think it redeemed for, in the eyes of the church these people and the, you know they weren't this enemy group of people there was there was actually communication going on there was some anger but there was there was communication too and and that, then adam does that sort of thing how did you come to know him came to know him through chris c who's a pastor yeah. in houston an author that we've worked with. And an author that you've worked with, yeah. That's awesome. Chris is great. And Chris, uh, there's stories there. I, I, I should write them rather than tell them. <laughs> you know, so, this is a totally different kind of book for you. It's completely different. It's, and that's one of the reasons it's been so difficult. Because um, I typically write memoir-esque topical essays. And that's what every book I've done so far 
has been searching for guidance. What was a little bit of a departure from that, but then I rewrote it and, and put it in, in in kind of that voice. Um, this book is different. It's um, it's the closest thing that, that I can think of is um, John Krakauer's Into the Wild, which is about uh, Chris, Christopher McCandless and his uh, his you know journey through. He he was at Emory University and he had twenty thousand dollars something and he. He gave it all away to charity, and then he took the money that was in his pocket, and he burned it, and he lived off the land and ended up in Alaska where he died. He ate the wrong kind of mushroom, and he died. It, it's a fascinating story, but it is, um, you know, it's, but Krakauer tells it, and he's telling somebody else's story. So it's like writing a biography, but, you know, I'm only covering about three years in the life of Adam and Kate, and, and that, 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 so about three years is what was covered in, in Into the Wild. Wow. Now, doing a book that is sort of a departure was it? Was it? Did you find it challenging? Yeah, I found it extremely challenging. Um, I felt like I had gotten pretty okay at doing what I was doing, and so the challenge was was good for me because I realized um, I'm not a very good writer. Like I thought, you know, I just had this trick that I kept. Pulling and you know I could hit all the notes in this one song and then you change songs and you're like oh man <laughs> this is wow. not good and yeah. so uh, so but you know you learn and you grow and uh, and I'll figure it out it's it's taking me a while but I'll get it right it's such it's such like an interesting story just because of the nature of the the guy's personality and the people involved but were there subtexts that were kind of involved that also kind of drew you to yeah, them the subtext is the story yeah there's no question i mean you know um adam he has issues and at first the book you know i thought this is going to be a great book about social justice issues and so i go and i visit adam in new orleans i go and i visit him in monterey mexico where he was, he was in hiding, you know, uh, because he got in trouble in New Orleans, <laughs> and uh, which turned out to be nothing, and he was able to come back in the country. But you know, I went in thinking this is our Che, you know, this is uh, this is uh, this is our our guy who is going to start the revolution, and none of that turned out to be true. And he was a guy who, um, just like you know, so many of us, was trying to earn God's acceptance by championing issues and so while while everything he's doing is great you also you know you can see in adam why he's doing it and, and you sort of go wow you know um these great things wouldn't be done if um if you weren't broken wow. and and that's true i think i was talking to steve taylor the other day and steve was a great musician back in the day and now he's making movies and you know, I said, Steve, because we were talking about this, and Steve had read the first chapter and gave some critical review. And I said, Steve, my goal as a writer is to write the greatest book I can possibly write. My goal as a Christian is to be willing to release a bad book. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if I could do that, then something in me is healed. Mm-hmm. And I see a lo- I saw a lot of that in, in Adam and saw how a lot of that was healed in him. And uh, and so to me, you know, the story became pretty fascinating. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap the first segment of Don's interview there. It's actually a good segue. The interview from here gets into some really, really deep uh, issues of money, social justice, 
outward living and some um, some amazing insight in those areas. Uh, what we want to do is actually, before we really get into those, is actually just break it and uh, give that full serving <laughs> next week. Uh, it's about a 30, 35-minute uh, interview. So there's a little intro uh, about the book Don is working on, but where he goes next week of kind of the journey this book process has taken him on is absolutely fascinating. So that said, now, like we promised earlier in the podcast, I'm going to um, bring in his response to last week's editorial question of the week. And then after that, we will uh, get into yours as well. Enjoy. You know, we we want to end with something really uh, deep and hard hitting. And uh, well, you got to set this up every week on the podcast. We end it with the editorial the question editorial of the week and people write in replies. And we have anywhere from if we ask a real thinky profound question we may have 20 or 30 people right in and if we ask some absolutely ridiculous inane question we'll have hundreds hundreds yeah hundreds Um, so we ask inane questions most of the time right most of the time however we we want mail however this one is one i feel of a lot more depth if uh you could combine say genetically (laughs) uh any two animals which two animals would they be and what attributes would they exhibit um just for point of reference. <laughs> Yours is stupid. It's awesome is what it is. Um, mine is the ostrapus, which is an octopus mixed with an ostrich. It has nine uh, or eight uh, heads, and uh, its long ostrich neck is covered with, with suckers. But it's a, a land-dwelling animal, but has an inexplicable yearning for the sea. <laughs> Which my so, question is, why wouldn't it just migrate to the sea and drown itself? Well, it, like a lemming, it lives on a farm. Yeah. I mean, so you are bred in captivity. prior to the farming. Okay, so they're, they're bred, bred in, in captivity. captivity. All right, of, so, from all time back to Garden yeah, of Eden. W- well, I mean, you're combining these animals genetically. Oh, to na- today you are. Right, God didn't right combine now. them. No, right we now. are mutating. Unless we had the time now, is this? Is this? Do you are? Do you have to be this animal, no. or can oh, you admit no. the animal and spend time with it? You can spend time with it. You can shun it if you want to. Like, Just, right. like what I'm, animal would you like to? see? I'm terrified of Jesse's. Yeah. Okay. I my idea was the sheagle, which is a shark and an eagle. <laughs> That's and a great it can, idea. Yeah, because it can dominate the sea it and would, the air. It would be the end of mankind. It would terrorize humans. Oh, but, but every animal has to have a fatal flaw. Like ad, Adams will always dwell for the sea, even though it's You're doomed to land. Yeah. Uh, and mine doesn't interview well. <laughs> so the <laughs> unemployment rates among shegals are incredibly high even though they have impressive resumes um but so the the fatal flaw doesn't have to be physical it can be psychological or just personality based okay my animal was a manatee half man half manatee <laughs> he does public service announcements for the manatee but his fatal flaw is that he moves very slowly and gets hit by cars and yeah. slow moving boats yeah but it's not a manatee it's a man a T. Yeah. So. Great. So they have to have a name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless you okay, want to well, associate yeah. a noise can with I, it. Can I be stuck on a deserted island with this animal? Absolutely. I would love if you were. Okay. I've got Situation. it. Mine is a mandrobit. <laughs> and it's not a man. It's Mandy Moore <laughs> crossed with a rabbit. <laughs> for obvious reasons. And then her fatal flaw is she is uncomfortable in clothing. <laughs> and and we're on a deserted island. 
It sounds like you've played this would... game before. <laughs> is the rabbit simply you are brilliant or the I, tail? I, you said I obvious no reasons. What you're talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see obvious reasons for the rabbit. I'd just say Mandy Moore. A lot of people would be excited. That she would be uncomfortable. But then again, if you just say Mandy Moore, it gets creepy. <laughs> you're the creepy writer yeah. guy. That's right. That's well, well done. Well, well done. Like what's, now, what's well, we, the fatal we, flaw? Uh, she's uncomfortable in clothes. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's we, right. We usually ask. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people rabbits, would like would not consider that don't a flaw. Wear, rabbits don't wear clothes. <laughs> that's so true. it's not like a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course it's but, not yeah. weird at all. But you, <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, we we usually ask listeners to send in their pictures. <laughs> so we're gonna ask that you that please do not. Get that picture. For legal. I don't want yeah. To, yeah, please. For don't. internet reasons. Uh, <laughs> That's almost worth giving out my email address. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, th- this interview is no- nowhere near as good as last year's because of this last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just took it straight downhill. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess on that note, we'll wrap it. Um, with... Uh, if you want to check out more about Don and all of his writings and his appearances and other resources, you can check out DonaldMillerWords.com. That's his blog that he updates semi-regularly. Usually it's it's the books that he's reading at the time. No, now, not usually, just lately, I guess. Yeah. And now it would yeah. be Mythical Creatures. Yeah. <laughs> and, come up with. yeah, now it's going to be a whole blog about <laughs> Mythical Creatures. You won't stop thinking about it. So uh, check that out, DonaldMillerWords.com. The, um, I guess the most recent one is... To Own a Dragon or no? Yeah, To Own a Dragon uh, was the last one. Yeah. Was, is the most recent book, so you can check that on bookstores everywhere. And uh, we thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I always love this. It was fun. I want so much to open your eyes Cause I need you to look into mine You're listening to Snow Patrol. The song is Open Your Eyes on a very special new Callahan McIver. <laughs> is that in honor of the last OC? The final episode of the OC. Yes, it was completely intentional that that's <laughs> playing this week yeah. at Relevant Any TV. Snow Patrol song really sends off the OC. Mm-hmm. Good riddance. Actually, I'd, I was at and, iTunes and, today and, and it said new releases like the music of the OC and... Uh, it's like five collections of music. There's they, a lot. See, Mock everyone, all you will. They actually had some good songs. Yeah, oh, I, I, I don't have anything against their their soundtrack, but you know, a lot of people are really sad to see it go. I'm actually kind of excited because there's a whole new hour of primetime uh, <laughs> viewing. Yeah, oh, that's opened up. So <laughs> we'll see what goes there. Hopefully we can get something on the level of the Knights of Prosperity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky. Though it's Fox, so I'm sure it will be either, either Cops you know, more even more cops. Have you heard about their new show? Uh, Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yes. <laughs> no. Wow. I'm. I'm the, uh, you you go head to head and quiz questions against fifth graders. I feel like I'd be sad watching the, that. Knowing Fox, it's either going to be the most horrible, degrading reality show ever invented, 
or it's going to be one of the greatest shows ever that they fail to market and pull the plug on after (laughs) a season or two. Yeah, I love that the fifth graders game show is hosted by Jeff Foxworthy in in like some weird irony. You might be a fifth grader if. (laughs) (laughs) Has he he quizzed against these kids? Yeah. Like... it Did he have to earn his spot as a host by quizzing? Yeah, I was going to say, is it just Jeff Foxworthy taking <laughs> on fifth graders? <laughs> I actually, I, I'm, uh, we're in pending litigation right now against Fox because they completely stole, uh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? They stole it from Versus. You know, yeah. really good. Because, you know, basically it was us going against basically fifth grade equivalent contestants. <laughs> yeah, oh, and it no. turned out we're smarter than fifth graders <laughs> yeah. in four out of five cases. <laughs> Who's the one who lost? I forgot. Oh, by the faces too. on Kara and Adam. I'm going to say it was probably Jesse who lost. I forgot, too. <laughs> He's blocked it out. Yeah. All right. Before Don, before Don's interview, you heard, I should say part one of Don's interview, you heard Gasoline Heart with the song Paralyze. And uh, if you notice, Gasoline Heart played in the podcast last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. So we put their video up on Relevant TV this week. So... Next week, Don Miller will be singing karaoke. Yeah, <laughs> and the video will be on Relevant TV. Yes. All right, so it's time for your feedback. Uh, Don set us up well. Let's see if any of you can eclipse his um, awkwardness. It's if- doubtful that any of yours will be quite as disturbing. Yeah, that's <laughs> safe bet. So the question, as you know, uh, is is the hybrid animal. So here here are some of your replies. Lynn in Sebastian, Florida, says a standard poodle and a kimono dragon. Komodo dragon. I think anything combined with a Komodo dragon would be pretty horrifying. Yeah. But she ends with enough said. I, I don't think it is <laughs> I, enough. No, I, I, want, yeah. I want you to paint a picture. I want, I want like the a, name and I want a fatal weakness, which yeah. a lot of people didn't do. Yeah. Disqualified. Okay. Next. Okay. I, I have one here that, that just came in from Brian Dulaney. And he did paint a picture. Okay. And I, I'm not kidding. It's called the koala fish, and uh, it's a it's I a like mixture it. between a koala and a jellyfish. Ooh. When I say he did a painting, the guy Holy could sell wow. this. Thing. Wow, he that's could good. Sell that's it. like a that's Kincaid. really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's like, he's like There's the painter no, of light. It's good. <laughs> yeah. um, this is amazing. It's amazing. I'll post it at the podcast stuff page at relevantmagazine.com. Yeah, he could probably open up a gallery in the mall, <laughs> like next to an Orange Julius. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, the koala fish live in the sea and eat seaweed. They're cute and love to snuggle. Uh, indigenous <laughs> to the waters of eastern Australia, koala tentacles drift behind them as they float along in the sea. But koala fish tentacles do not sting. They tickle. Oh. <laughs> and uh, they carry their young in translucent pouches for nine weeks. <laughs> they have one fatal flaw, an insatiable appetite for affection and cuddling. <laughs> um, this makes koala fish unusually vulnerable to poaching, which has put koala fish at the top of the end- endangered species list. Uh, poachers lure the unsuspecting koala fish to their vessels of slaughter by blowing them kisses and gently singing nursery rhymes. The koala fish drifts merrily toward the poachers, expecting snuggles only to be met with a swift club to the head. Their meat is then packed and shipped to Japan, where koala fish is considered a delicacy. Those who have tried koala meat compare the taste to gummy worms. Um, Much love from New York City, Brian Delaney. Brian, Brian, uh, much love going right back to you, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, I was waiting... 
through the whole thing for it to turn dark and horrifying and you didn't let us down. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. When you Man, came up with well done. I, I'm telling you, nobody's going to top this painting. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is unbelievable. I'm hesitant to go on with any feedback because the <laughs> yeah. bar was set where's, so high. Where's Spencer th- Fruling when we need it? I think this guy needs to win the uh, Valentine prize pack. Prize pack. Yeah. However, we did get some other good Super Bowl halftime ones. Um, yeah. We should just post them on the feedback page and let people vote. But mm-hmm. uh, You know what, uh, Brian? We're going to send you a shirt. This is amazing. So, you deserve it. So, Brian, <laughs> write us back and tell us your shirt size and your address, and we will absolutely send you a shirt. Or else we're going to assume it's triple X yeah. because we have a lot of those left over. <laughs> right. right now. We're trying to get rid of some of those. So, triple yeah. XL coming your way. Right now, Spencer Fruling is probably furious. He's like, all this stuff I've sent those yeah. guys. Uh, yeah. You know what, Spencer? Yeah, Adam's right. Write us your shirt size and your address, and we will send you a shirt as well. Oh. We'll send you a small, anyways. Well, this may not be as, as cool as far as visually. Nothing's going to be. As as that disturbing. The koali fish. Yeah, as disturbing as the koali fish. But Tim Graham wrote in, and, and he said there's actually a computer game called Impossible Creatures. And in the game, you create a combination of two creatures. And he has some examples here. Um, first is the Rhinita, which is a rhinosaur. A rhinosaur. A rhinosaur. Eh? <laughs> rhinosaur. You created a new combination. And a cheetah. <laughs> and back here, he has, it looks like a polar bear and a frog. Um, a poisonous frog. Poisonous tree frog. And you, in the game, you create these impossible creatures and you create an army of them, and they battle other people's armies. <laughs> so yeah. he says that he thinks each of us should should get a copy of the game, make animal freak armies, and battle Blades of Glory style. I, I think we probably need to. <laughs> Rachel uh, says a Tyrannosaurus chicken mix would be really scary. Ooh. Well, that I'm sounds a- delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a very large meal. But she says, I think this is more personally scary to her. She says, I'm afraid of beaks. So adding one to a feisty dinosaur with little bitty claw arms would be so grotesque. Now, the thing I love about this is uh, her little tag after her signature is, violence is the last refuge of the incompetent, Isaac Asimov. So we can only assume that the Tyrannosaurus chicken would be entirely incompetent. <laughs> All right. That one that just came in from Robert Gowland. Uh, Robert Goulet. <laughs> He's an avid listener. Uh, he would mix a leopard and a chameleon to get a lapelian, the um, the leopard that can change its spots. The lapelian oh. would be an inspiration to all of us who feel we can't change our ways, and would release a series of self help books and maybe a board game. Its final flaw: the lapelian looks fat in stripes. So, and his quote at the bottom of his signature in his email is: "Procrastination will be the death of me eventually." <laughs> uh, that's well good. Done. It's a good it's thing good. you didn't procrastinate. Is it attributed to anyone that little quote he's got there? Uh, he put his own name next to it, so uh, Robert Galland apparently, or Robert Goulet, came up with that that phrase. <laughs> this one is going unaccredited because I don't have the email address here. But a flying squirrel with an elephant, um, because flying elephants with bushy tails would be amazing, and I I, I find that really um, hard to disagree with that because one. flying squirrels in, in and of themselves are one of the coolest animals ever. Like, if I could be an animal, <laughs> it'd be hard not to pick flying squirrel. Okay, that one's from Brian squirrels, Cody, by the way. Flying, flying squirrels merely glide. They shimmy up a tree, and they basically have webbed toes between mm-hmm. their four yeah, limbs. Yeah. And they get out there, and they glide down. So why would you want to be a to gliding squirrel? Because how fun 
Does mm-hmm. how much fun does it look like they're having? I mean, Why they can just be a bird. Yeah, but they can already do more than I can because you know? squirrels or something. When I see a squirrel, and they have hands. complex math. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're smarter than the opposable fifth thumbs. <laughs> smarter than Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. <laughs> because whenever I see a squirrel, like. I think there's something deeper going on with squirrels. I'm like, what is that squirrel thinking? They're always because so he always, jittery. He's always like, I, when I look at him, it feels like he's looking at me, and I know he's thinking, what's that guy thinking? I'm like, what's that squirrel thinking? <laughs> and so he's if sizing I could, you up. And so, so, Fox is launching a new show, Are You Smarter Than a Squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You, I, sometimes I feel like the squirrel sizing me up. Like I'm walking down the sidewalk, and the squirrel's in front of me. I could take him. It's almost like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not moving. And yet they if always I, run. If I could fly, I um, could take this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those flying ones. But, and if I was a flying squirrel, I would do the things that I would have nightmares about, like when you're walking and a flying squirrel just comes down and lands right on you. I would do it. I would do it. The, uh, squirrel. the edge that flying squirrels have over birds is that they have hands and they can grasp things. And I would think that that would be maddening. You know, you almost wonder, like we always have these really vivid dreams about flying. You almost wonder if birds have like really vivid dreams about picking up objects. And, you know, like I dreamt last night I had hands. It was so real. <laughs> like the thing about the flying squirrel, I'd see two guys like walking on the sidewalk and be like, I'm about to give them a story that they're going to tell for the rest of their lives. And then I'd pounce. <laughs> you know, like they would always tell Brian, remember that time a flying squirrel landed on your head? You'd hang out in Christmas trees on people's yeah, front doors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, wait, give them a, a bat. Holiday. What about being a bat? Yeah, a bat could do that too. Yeah, but there's know? something. Being a bat. I, I think because bats if a, can actually but they're fly. creepy. But if you're attacked they're by a flying, a flying squirrel, is also creepy. I don't it's know. A, I'm not creeped out. Bat. Bats' wings are easily torn. They do mend, but a, right. And a bat is a flying rodent. A flying squirrel is a gliding ro- rodent. So <laughs> take your pick. Once again, the edge that flying squirrels have is that there's much more novelty in being attacked by a flying squirrel than a bat. <laughs> yeah, you know, like kind of who fun. hasn't been attacked by a bat? Okay, lots of people, but I'm just saying it's a lot more common than having a flying squirrel yeah. glide into your it's face. It's true, because at some level, people are afraid of bats because they think they're going to attack them. No one is walking around on, in the woods going, I hope I get a t- I hope I don't get attacked by a flying squirrel today. Therefore, it's the ultimate story. they're not on our continent, that's probably <laughs> why. Exactly. I'd fly over. <laughs> no, you'd glide over. I'd find a you got to get a win. really good running start in a high tree for that. Adam, it's called a jet stream. My friend. <laughs> okay. You know what? My mistake. Then if you were a flying squirrel that can make it into the jet stream, I would say yes, that is a good goal. Yes. I think squirrels appreciate not having the responsibility, the ability to fly. <laughs> you know? I think they're comfortable with that. Yeah, they, I've never seen a discontent squirrel. That's their fatal flaw. <laughs> Squirrels always look like they're having a ball. You know? Like so, they're running are they, around in circles. Are or, they content or are they complacent? It's, it's a big difference. Yeah. Because yeah. we as Christians want to be content with you know what God's given us, but we don't want to be complacent. Yeah. How would you like to be <laughs> so stupid? How would you like to be a squirrel that sees a flying squirrel for the first time and be like <laughs> Can, can I do that too? Yeah, it would be like one of us just walking along and seeing a flying man. <laughs> just a guy flying around. Like, man. Wait a second. If he can do that, I bet I can too. Well, I bet that after a squirrel's first flying squirrel sighting, there's a lot of falling out of trees. <laughs> see, if I was a flying a squirrel, I would seek out places where regular squirrels hadn't seen me before. And I would like sneak up and I'd see him down there eating nuts and be like, all right, showtime. And then I'd just glide. 
I'm going to give those girls a story they'll never forget. <laughs> or just stand up in a tree with them talking and then like, huh, 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 act like you lose your balance, fall a little ways and glide. Or like, See you, suckers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just be like, yeah, nice being you guys. I'm going to collect some acorns. Peace out. <laughs> the chicks dig it. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's the coolest. <laughs> he drives a Dodge Charger. <laughs> yeah, and then I get my Dodge Charger and peel out. <laughs> see you later, pops. Oh man! Did you, uh, speaking of that, did you guys see on the message board of the picture the hypothetical yes. picture of Cameron at the church service? It was oh, James Dean. <laughs> yeah, he found a picture of James Dean in a leather jacket leaning against the wall with a cigarette, and his like, shirt is open down to his like belly button. <laughs> <laughs> said, this is probably can't believe that church. Oh. Okay, getting back to uh, the uh, task at hand. Oh, first of all, I want to, before we get back to the task at hand, uh, people who are faxing us, uh, please stop. <laughs> tying, it, it was you're awesome. You're tying up our fax machine. So yeah, um, It was funny the first time. So stop faxing us. <laughs> Bill Shannon wrote in a little snarky comment about Googe saying that, you know, we were idiots and they did it on purpose and they posted a link to a Google blog that they were talking about it. And, you know, of course, they're trying to, like, talk about the the poet. They're trying to say that the poet... We addressed right? that. Yeah, right, we addressed we it. We said we thought it was so, just an excuse. They so were making excuses. I, I stand with all of the other media outlets, including Time, in saying that we caught them right. in and a they're mistake just trying to and they're trying to cover up for it. So, <laughs> yeah. so Bill Shannon... We stand by it, and we will not back down. Thank you very much. Now, uh, Darren Johnson wrote in and said, we probably shouldn't say the word because according to the Urban Dictionary, it has some dirty connotations. <laughs> so that, that may be the end oh, of the gooch. Oh, man. We <laughs> gooched that one. After this. I don't gooch. know. <laughs> after just Starting a couple, now, <laughs> couple more times. Gooch. I don't know what it means, and in this case, ignorance is bliss. So yeah, exactly. we're going to go ahead and keep it pure. Sorry, mm-hmm. Darren Johnson. Yeah, our, our gooch means something different. So Darren Johnson, at the end of that, said that his hybrid animal would be a kangaroo, a hybrid mm. of a kangaroo and a gorilla. It uh, would have the body of a kangaroo with the head and arms of a gorilla. <laughs> it, its strength and speed would be unmatched. The kangaroo would reign supreme in the halftime show boxing circuit. Oh, yes. <laughs> However, yes. the kangaroo has an irrational fear of green furry mascots resembling dragons. <laughs> oh, no. Needless to say, the kangaroo refuses to fight in Orlando. Perfect. He simply states, I choose not to fight. <laughs> Darren Johnson. That thing would have freakish jumping ability. Yeah. And it could jump and then grasp. You know? <laughs> and throw you to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like a flight. You know what? You can have your flying squirrel. I'm going to be a kangorilla. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty I, amazing. I, I, could, I could jump to amazing heights and then beat you and, to a pulp. Yeah. yeah. And grab onto a hang glider. And I would hang out with you in the trees and we would both be saying, I'm about to give these people a story they'll never forget. That's <laughs> <laughs> very Except true. they'd probably be talking about the king gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then there was a sidekick flying squirrel. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what his deal was. I mean, he slid right past us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, check it out. Cool. A flying squirrel. Wow. What the heck is that? <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> you're, you're like hopping, beating your chest. Like you would never be able to escape the fury of the king gorilla and then the last second right when they thought they've gotten away the flying squirrel lands on their face (laughs) oh no that's a minor annoyance (laughs) my only problem with this hybrid animal thing is that i feel like the animals should retain their proper proportions but when you you're combining like a penguin with a frog 
Like, that's, they're two different sizes. Well, I, I think you get to decide the size of the animal. Like, is it going to be, you know, if you're combining a poodle and an elephant, is it going to be the size of an elephant or the size of a poodle? Well, but that's, that's my problem with it. It's not fair. I mean. Perhaps it's not, but those are the, uh, those are the constructs I mean, we're operating well, in. Well, like, let's say this. Because to me, the most fearsome creatures would be, like, giant insects attached to an, an animal. Oh, heck yeah, but you can do that. If you want to, you can do that. Okay. One of the things we had talked about, actually, one of my friends brought up was, if you were to combine a tiger and a scorpion, how terrifying that would be. See, that's that what I mean. That thing could kill you so many ways. But not if it only had, not if it was the size of a tiger, except the scorpion tail was just the size of a regular, <laughs> the size of a regular tail. scorpion tail. It's like, right. wow, that's incredibly like a, ineffective. Yeah, like a little runt tail. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to let you get close and enough to does, use that. All, you know, and it stings like this, so it would just yeah. be singing itself. You, right. Literally. <laughs> it's fatal flaws. That it you have to actually <laughs> pet it on the back. Yeah. You, know, you, for you have to, to literally stick your hand right under the stinger. Yeah. Or else you're like, is that a twig And it'll try and convince you. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, it'll try and convince you to do that but just don't believe it it'll put some strawberries on its back and yeah. go pick them up yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a mouse thing- trap it's got a little piece of cheese <laughs> is that a, a cube of cheese <laughs> ow the thing that scares me about that the tigorpia got a minor sting <laughs> <laughs> this is a little irritating yeah. then, out of, then out of nowhere flying squirrel <laughs> what the now if it were proportioned like a tiger the thing that would terrify me about the tigorpia is it can kill you as a tiger and kill you as a scorpion. And those are two horrible ways to die. All right. So that that's kind of it for your feedback. Um, if you want to still send in uh, some paintings or illustrations or Microsoft Paint versions of your creatures, we will post them at the podcast stuff page. So please do that. And uh, if it's good, we may even send you a shirt. So go ahead and throw your shirt size and address on your uh, email if you still write in. Okay. So now, with this week's Editorial Question of the Week. Editorial Question of the Week. What TV show should fill the vacant slot of the OC? So, this, well, this would have to be an original programming. Like Fast Animal, Slow Children. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. The Fox Special. It could be a reality show, could be a sitcom, could be an hour-long drama. If it's a sitcom, we need premise, main characters, Mm -hmm. plot Actors who play them. Oh, yeah. Who plays the wacky neighbor. Exactly. (laughs) Lou Ferrino. (laughs) TV's Incredible Hulk. That's already taken. Ferrigno? Yeah. Ferrigno. Yeah, that's already taken. Oh, rats. So, you can uh, email us your synopsi. Is that multiple synopsises? <laughs> sure. A synopsi sounds like it could be one of the animals. It'd be like too. syllabi. I mean, syllabi is, you know, so when it's yeah, be synopsis. Yeah, but synopsis sends an IS, and the US. ending in I is usually with the US. I believe it's synopses. Like cheeses? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> exactly like cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> send us your they come from the same root word <laughs> Latin <laughs> okay so send us your uh, responses <laughs> so not responsi to editorial <laughs> to editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com or 407-660-8555 if you <laughs> but just do it once okay just let's yeah or down. we're gonna unplug it we're gonna unplug the fax machine again 
Okay, so in uh, relevant updates, there, the massive, massive store sale, moving sale, is going on now. The response is a little overwhelming for our warehouse crew. Uh, the funny thing to me is that there's a thread on the message boards that people are kind of bragging about the deals that they're getting. It's like they're trying to one-up each other. Like, I got like four books and a shirt and three CDs and two stickers for, you know, four dollars in the oh yeah well i got so we should have some sort of interactive function where you could haggle with us <laughs> like, seven bucks tell you what i'll give you five how about, it's, how about it's i give you five function. we call it a deal yeah it's just a function it has <clears throat> no real just, parents yeah and we just charge more for shipping to make <laughs> yeah. up yeah yeah i'll give you that for five your shipping's going to be 12.95 but <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the moving sale is to help us kind of lower our inventory before we move offices in a few weeks. So it's a limited time deal. Go over to relevantstore.com. It's basically all the magazines, books, CDs, uh, other relevant books, and then also other select titles, all the relevant shirts and apparel, anything that we've done. It's on massive sale. Like, Executive leather desk chairs, <laughs> bookcases. Like, like if, if memory serves, like the brand new David Crowder book is like $5. I mean, it's like serious, serious deals. It's only fifteen in, in stores. So back issues are like a dollar. Yeah, Our yeah prices are insane. If you spend twenty dollars or more, um, uh, you, you'll get free extras. That's the official term. I've seen the table of extras. It's CDs, books, magazines, shirts, stickers, C-list actors, posters. <laughs> yeah, minor celebrities. It's, Juicy's been wandering around all day. <laughs> we got. Please we got to move take him. him home. <laughs> we got a crate ready to go. So. <laughs> um, We're just gonna put a ham sandwich in there he'll wander in after it <laughs> box him up <laughs> hey what's your deal <laughs> so we want to ship him only to the east coast because we don't know if he'll be able yeah, to make it much further but if you're ordering from the southeast you may get busy as your extra <laughs> just be careful opening that thing <laughs> keep your distance he'll fly he'll at you like hungry. a flying squirrel yeah. Yeah. he's going to be like an angry hornet in there <laughs> it's like, I'm going to give these people a story they'll never forget <laughs> It's like Jurassic Park with the like the Velociraptors in it. Yeah, get your electric Shoot him. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, other relevant news. Uh, actually, that's the main thing. Uh, also, if you want kind of bulk uh, quantities of magazines, uh, Aaron, I think we forgot to tell Aaron that we told people to email Aaron for bulk quantities. And she shows up to work today and had like all these emails like, sure, I'll take 500 magazines. And she's like, what in the world is going on? She like, I to- saw her out there helping load some guy's car today. Really? No way. Yeah. Yeah. So email uh, Aaron, W-E-R-I-N-W at relevantmediagroup.com if you want some um, copies or back copies, larger quantities of the magazine for distribution to your group or whatever. Um, we don't recommend hoarding them yourself. I mean, the idea is that you would help us get them out. Mm. So uh, email her. So I guess on that note, that'll do it for this week's podcast. Part one of Don's interview is kind of the easy entry aspect of it. Next week, it gets really deep. We're going to jump right into it. So definitely come back for next week's podcast with uh, part two of Don Miller. Also, next week, you're going to get your behind-the-scenes look at the new issue. It's the new music guide, so there's a lot of good stuff. We'll be playing clips of some of the bands that we're featuring. Uh, Hopefully, you can discover some great new artists like we have, and uh, make sure to look out for that. The week after that, one of those artists which I'm not going to reveal the name yet, but one of the artists that's featured in the issue will be here in the studio performing live. So uh, it's going to be a good one. So we got several 
fun weeks in front of us. This, mm-hmm. is, this is good. Yeah. Kind of counterbalancing the lack of depth we've had for the last month. We've got like extreme depth next week. Yeah. So definitely tune back in for that. So, Okay. Well, on that note, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Adam Smith. We'll see you next week. Never really see the top from the bottom. I'm not paying enough attention to the good things when I got them. I'm not paying enough attention to the good things when I got them. I'm not paying enough attention to the good things when I got them. I'm not paying enough attention to the good things when I got them. I'm not paying enough attention to the good things when I got them. Like cheeses.